Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official untapped podcast. Your weekly look into what's happening in the untapped community and the world of beer. This episode is brought to you by Untapped and the Untapped Store. Use coupon code PODCAST to get 20% off your next purchase. That's coupon code PODCAST. Head on over to store.untapped.com and treat yourself to something cool. And remember, like, subscribe, follow, hit the bell, do those things. Likes are like a box of chocolates. Great. <laughs> um, accurate, especially coming off of the last episode. Mm. And unlike a box of chocolates, pirates are generally perceived as drunkards, or at least they drank True. a lot. I'm not a historian, nor a pirate, and I'm really not even qualified to make statements about the past. But uh, <laughs> all, all, all we really know is that I think pirates sang a lot about drinking 99 yep. bottles of beer on the wall. I think that's a pirate song. It is, if you sing it like a pirate, I guess that's probably all songs. But anyway, today we're featuring a badge that's about the vessel there you go, tying it in. Ah. And if you've been drinking craft beer for a while, you probably know that bottles mean quality or meant quality. Mm. If you've been mm. drinking beer recently, you probably understand that a can is actually a brilliant container for your beer because glass lets in light and light kills your beer. And I think vampires. Yes. But we owe some of that knowledge to the glass bottle. Originally, it was used because glass made for the best container to hold a liquid like beer. And brewers began noticing my beer spoils pretty quick here. So they used that, I guess, problem to determine that light was causing beer to spoil faster. Eventually, after making that discovery, we started seeing green bottles and brown bottles and Brown bottles block, obviously, almost the most light. But for a long while, a green bottle on your shelf was used as a marker to identify a quality beer on the shelf. <laughs> Heineken. <laughs> this green colored glass helped avoid the skunky or light struck spoiled flavor of a beer that had too much light to fight. And now we've evolved. We've got hops that are more stable in the light. We've got new ways to protect beer. But for the most part, when you're drinking beer from a bottle, you're tasting a bit of history right next to old Blackbeard himself. And it, mm. it hasn't evolved that much from the original beer containers. But please, Harrison, save me from my rant about bottles and tell our lovely podcast audience how the bottle can help them as well. I would be happy to. First, a quick programming note. I know we were hoping to talk with the guys over at True Colors Brewing today, and we had to switch that up, and we're going to talk to them in the fall due to just a scheduling conflict. Can't wait, and actually it will be closer to when they launch their new beers, so it'll be exciting uh, to talk with them today, uh, or then. But today we're talking about, as John said, pirates, well, actually bottles, um, 99 of them to be exact. <laughs> However, we're going to, this, this badge is pretty straightforward. Don't get hung up on the 99 bottles part of it. The 99, that's just to write probably a reference to the song or whatnot, because in order to match this thing out, you're going to have to drink way more than 99 
bottles of beer. But let's just start at the beginning. The name of the badge is 99 Bottles. As John said, it's all about the vessel, which, of course, is the bottle in this case that you're drinking your beer from. So simply put, 99 bottles of beer on the wall, 99 bottles of beer, take one down, pass around. We all know. I didn't sing like a pirate. I should have. It's all right. It's Missed the a past. chance there. Um, I know. Uh, but that's that's so five check-ins. The serving-style bottle will earn you a level one of this badge. Try five more for level two and so on. So really, you could have 500 different beers from a bottle uh, to max this guy out. And we'll get to where we are on this badge in a moment. But first, let's jump into my favorite part of the show, which is drinking the beer. And today, opening a bottle. So, John, what are we going to use to help us move along on uh, the Isai 9 bottles of uh, beer we have to, to, to drink through? Yeah. What's happening? What are we drinking? Probably, What's going on? Probably going to use a bottle opener, but I'm willing to bet this is a twist top. And I'm excited to see Harrison... Uh, he's gonna he's gonna go right for the bottle opener. I probably um, will. Smart move. Be prepared. Done That's like a true say. professional. Um, so on this episode, as Harrison's cracking open to Bell's Tropical Oberon, and most of you that listen to this show have probably drank an Oberon at some point in your life. I know it's not available to everyone, but it's a huge beer in the summertime. And this year, we were fortunate enough to be shopping at a Whole Foods and saw this big display on the end with Tropical Oberon. Never seen it before in my life. Brand new beer, brand new on Untapped. Yes. So thank you, Bells, for sharing an even summerier version of your summer beer. Right. Uh, this is a, listed as a wheat beer on Untapped. It's 5.8%. The overall rating, it's still early, but 3.74 for mm. a wheat beer that's kind of easy going. I know that's actually a pretty good rating on Untapped. Yeah. And if you see Harrison's face, you should be excited. Uh, Bells tells us that Oberon shines vibrant and bright in this limited release. Brewed with passion fruit, pink guava, and mango, this ale takes your favorite summer beer to new shores, maybe earning the Beach Bum badge. Many drink umbrellas sold separately, and the look on Harrison's face is worth the price of this four-pack of bottles. Yeah. Um, but let me shut up. I got to get this into a glass, Harrison. Tell me tell me what I'm getting ready to experience here. Mm, first sips is a doozy. I can tell right away. I'm going to have to slow myself down. Yeah, it's not going <clears> to... <throat> you need a tool, John, and the well, hand's not going to It won't twist off. Just <laughs> try and... Right. Good thing you didn't try to use your eye socket like my roommates in college used to do all the time. Luckily, those were mostly twist-offs, but um, <clears throat> good. Glad you, you got that open. So, first sips on this guy. Boom. It's it's kind of... I mean, not kind of. It's Oberon. Basically, what I'm getting is like with like fresh... It almost tastes like grapefruit, and we obviously have passion fruit and guava and mango going on in here. But for me, for a sip, that it kind of punches like a grapefruit Oberon, which is great. It's amazingly hazy, which, again, shouldn't be surprising. It's a wheat beer, but it's, like, thick, man. Like, you know, just like hazy IPAs, kind of wheat beers come in different levels of opacity and turbidity. This one is on the thick side, so I'm digging that. Amazing mouthfeel. Ding, ding, ding. Um... But yeah, a lot of like grapefruity oranges. Yes, John. All right, John's in there. What do you? What's your first sip? What's happening? What's going on in your brain and and, and all your your nerves and things? This is great. This, th oh man, this is 
So Oberon's a great summer beer. I get, as Harrison pointed out, grapefruit, a little bitter on the nose. But then as soon as like the head on this beer tastes fruity, like I get passion fruit. It tastes like I went to like, what Mm -hmm. is it, like one of those Vitamix shake stores where you spend $34 for a bunch of fruit in a blender. Another healthy beer. This (laughs) tastes remarkably like a fruited smoothie, though. Um, and I mean that in a good way. I mean, Ooh. it tastes like a beer. You, 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 it's got bubbles in it, unlike a fruited smoothie after it sits for too long. So it is carbonated. <laughs> That's a difference maker. This is ridiculous. Right. It tastes right. like a, like a healthy drink. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of wild. And now I'm getting, um, second, third sip, kind of like the passion fruit, which is really just kind of like, it's like a, it's hard to describe. Passion kind of like a different kind of citrus. It's like a mellowy grapefruit thing happening. Like, what does passion fruit taste like? Um, in this case, it's kind of yeah, that- mellowy grapefruit, but but also a little bit of the. It's just a citrus citrus thing is happening. Um, but it's like I don't know that like tropicalness. I guess of the passion fruit is. It's almost like a pineapple happening, and right mango and guava, which is also in here. Um, that makes sense. There's a lot of cool fruit flavors. And I we, we had this, I think, a similar discussion when we were drinking Summer Bliss from New Belgium, kind of like yep. you know, it tasted almost like new these new, these crazy new IPAs that are tropical fruity, but that comes from the hops and are obviously bitter or you know, more hoppy where this one, all fruit, no hops. So it's Everything comes back around. So time is a flat circle, John. It's almost like you could another marketing person would could goof on you and say this is a New England IPA with zero IBUs and prove them wrong. <laughs> if, if, if Bell's made any mistakes on this beer, they should have marketed it in a 16 ounce can and called it a New England IPA. They could charge twice as much. Right. I think I got there this four go. pack for like eight dollars. Right, exactly. Um, listen listen up, Bells. Um, hmm. This I. It reminds me of like the first time I ever ate Ooh. a papaya. The, you know, hey, is that the one with like the weird like seeds that go down the middle of it? It's kind of orangish. Yeah. Yep, that's that's um, a lot of weird seeds in these tropical fruits. But yes, I know what you're talking about. You're right. It, it maybe it's just a mixture of. I mean, I, I think mangoes are delicious. Sometimes yeah. I think they're too green, or I don't like them. But if you give me a mango mm-hmm. that's like almost falling apart, way too yeah. ripe, uh, right. it tastes like delicious candy. Sugar. And there's a little bit of that in here. Sugar, yeah. As we, everybody knows, after last episode, I have diabetes, and it's if you tell me I can't need. have sugar, that is exactly what I want. And now that's I great. can mm. drink it. What a time to be alive. And you were right, John. So that they, they uh, earlier talking about the variation. Yeah. I was just going to ask Harrison, I know you were looking in Bells has done a few other, uh, maybe, uh, subtle variations on Oberon before were you able to find any on untapped. Yeah. Last year you actually gave me one. They did mango Oberon and they bottled that as well. In the past, they've done other variations. There were more limited releases. I had like a habanero, Oberon ones. I think it was even like a mango habanero Oberon, but that might have been on cask actually. And if you look on Untapped at just the list of Oberon variations, there's like jalapeno pineapple and mm. all sorts of fruit they put in here in the past. But most of those are just at their 
Eccentric Cafe in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And this is, uh, reading their website, the second kind of like official variation of a brand they've ever bottled. So hope they keep it up. You know, last year, mango. This year, we're getting guava, pink, uh, passion fruit and guava and mango again. Um, so who knows? Maybe pineapple will show up next year. I don't know. We'll have to find out. I'd, but this is this is great. I'd love a spicy version. Um, I got another yeah. bottle of this laying around. I'm probably going to dunk like a Serrano in or something and see Ooh. if I can add a little heat to it. If you're listening, Larry and the Bells team, spice spice would be nice. Yeah. Um, but, but you're also you you're absolutely right, Harrison. I remember sharing the mango Obram with you last year and then totally forgot about it. There should be an app to help keep track of things oh, like that. Yeah. There is. You found accessible all the time in our head yet soon. Exactly. There it is. There's Jerry, our drummer. We, we missed him for the first half of the season. I'm glad he's back off screen, of course, because of his issues. But glad he's here with us. Um, so, yeah, the. Um, <laughs> but right you are. I mean, give me give me what you got, Bills. Bottle it all. We'll drink it and talk about it. Um and uh, one of these days, drink too, too hard it on here. I think we're just waiting because we know it's going to be great. We're just going to talk about how great it is. Everybody already knows how great too hard it is. But we'll, we'll do it. We'll, we'll, I hear everyone yelling at us. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. It's a great. It, it, it would feel like kind of like Michael Jordan's retirement. And then we'd come back. Yeah. And we'd have some terrible games. We'd be, I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this analogy. But, uh, but uh, okay. Michael Jordan retired and he came back. Didn't want to spoil that for anyone. Um, and I know <laughs> this badge, we just talked about like a brand new badge. This one's been around for a while. A lot of, all you have to do is drink yeah. a beer from a bottle to get started on it. So I want to hear, I know Harrison's <clears> got some <throat> stats, but, uh, can I put you on the spot, Harrison? First Please. beer that comes to mind from Bell's Brewing. Too hearted. Okay. Second beer that comes to mind. The best brown. Nice. That's it was, it was, that's it's not the one I was looking for, but I love uh, I love just seeing how your brain works. <laughs> I've been around. Logger of the Lakes would have been next to keep going. It does say nice. a lot about me. What were you hoping for? Uh, like something really like I, I guess I was looking for something really like on, on a B track, like Black Note or Ooh. what's the barley wine they do? Lost Coast or Old Coast or something? Third Coast. Oh, Third, Third Coast. Coast yep, you're yeah. right. Um, yes, I have a batch 10,000 of theirs still sitting in a cellar. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, maybe I'll drink that one day. I hope to. But back to today. Let's zoom forward to the present circle of time yeah that's right we're just bouncing along like a needle on a uh uh, stylus no one will get that reference um but let's talk about this badge again it's it's a doozy tons of unlocks five check-ins all you have to do is mark serving style as bottle and that is a newer being able to say what are you drinking your beer out of it's now it's not so new, but I remember, I remember when that was added to the app and how cool that was. So if you're an OG untapter and just it just never became part of your flow to type press that bottle image when you check it in a bottle, remember now, turn it in now because you got a whole badge here to unlock just by doing what you're already doing, drinking killer beers. So that's it. Serving style bottle, try five, each five levels you up. 
five different beers from the bottle. And yeah, to your point, a lot of unlocks, more than a million, Ooh. almost 1.1 million unlocks of this badge so far. And as you can imagine, and probably are guessing out there, what are the top beers? A lot of readily available beers, some we already referenced tonight, come in a bottle and have for a long time. So they kind of have a leg up on maybe some of the newer competition, like the beer we're enjoying tonight. But a couple that jumped out to me out of the top 10, Corona was number one, far and away, which they make they have a lot of lists on Untappd, which again, that's a beer that yeah. everybody loves. It's kind of like, right, the the friend it's, of the party who, who knows how to DJ. And, it's you know, a good like sweet spot, too, between <laughs> craft and, oh, I'm at my friend's picnic who doesn't right. drink craft beer, but they do have Corona. I, I, right. Corona's a good gateway beer. It is. It's just a different mindset. It's you're just hanging out, having fun, find the beach, it's in the bottle or whatever they say, um, which is confusing <laughs> and physically impossible, but let's not talk no, about sand, uh, sand in every bottle. I there, think, I think yeah. there was at one point, yeah. but yeah. they had a recall and everything's recall. fine. Everything's fine. Heineken two, number two. Uh, but then this, the kind of interesting part about this list and, you know, take this for what it's worth. A lot of Belgian stuff, and of course, a lot of Belgian beers come in bottles. And I just kind of weird to find a beer from Belgium in a can. That yeah. was a big deal. We, we, I had, uh, I saw Castile Rouge in a can for the first time. I was like, "What is happening?" That's a um, good beer. I know, great beer. So, um, anyway, Triple Carmelite jumps in at the top three. Then you have Lagunitas's IPA. Stella is in here, which is another beer we see all the time. But then Duval. Nice. Uh, from Duval, of course. Um, and then Le Chouf, rounding it all out um, from Brasserie to Chouf. So some, a good mix. I mean, it's a really cool, there's some great IPAs, classic lagers, amazing classic beers in here um, from all over the world. Uh, the bottle is, as you said in the beginning, it kind of was uh, a, a marker for this is a good beer. This is a quality beer. We put it in glass because we care. Um, that's all upside down now, but for a long time and part of Untapped's history, that was the the way it uh, way it went. Glass meant class, as Ooh. nobody says but me, um, or maybe they do. I probably stole that from an old like car commercial or a local window installers commercial. Either either take Glad. your pick. <laughs> Two, tulip glass, like plastic tulip glass competitors. <laughs> I don't right. know where I'm going with this. Yeah, plastic glassware, glass, glass glasses. Glass Let's get rid of this whole segment. <laughs> <laughs> but enough about other people, the beers they drink that we're not drinking. Let's talk about our journey on this badge. John, how are you doing on 99 bottles? Where are you at? Um, I'm I'm doing okay. I guess there's one part that I'm embarrassed about. I'm at level 35 on this badge. Yep. So that's fair. When I was drinking bottles, we didn't, I don't think we had the bottle vessel check in your container. True. Um, as Harrison pointed out too, it's not new. I think it's like two or three years old now, but you know how <laughs> time works, especially when you're aging and right. Uh, yeah. So it feels new and it never nice. really became as Harrison alluded to, like it never really became part of my check-in ritual like there's certain things that i feel like i must do when i check into a beer and tagging bottle can taster that's something i do usually when it's i guess a uniqueness to me sure so the embarrassing part about this 
is the last time I leveled up this badge was with Anchor Steam Beer in January of 2021. So it's been seven months before, <laughs> and I don't even think this one is going to get me to the next level. Mm. It's this year I might have logged five bottled beers. So my can badge is doing a lot better. But how are how are yeah. you holding up on this one, Harrison? Are you more of a bottle man? Yeah, I, I guess a little more surpri- surprised, but at how where I am at this, maybe I'm level 43. So. In my estimation, I'm, I would say that's great because my further can is maxed out and has been forever. So bottles and cans, I'm clearly looking at untapped, drifting towards the can more often than not. But a fair amount of bottles checked in too. And again, just by nature of us being users of untapped for a while, we started checking in before we could even tag that there was a bottle. So not making excuses, but facts are facts. Kind of am. Yeah. Right, a little bit. <laughs> Um, so, and most recently, uh, uh, leveled up on this badge with Sierra Nevada's 40th anniversary IPA, which I absolutely loved and drank as much of it as I could while it was around and wish they kept it all the time. But I, part of me thinks that, um, their dankful IPA that is it all the time is a version of that beer. So I kind of get what I, I get what I want, um, under a different name. Maybe I'm wrong, but anyway. Level 43 for the cans maxed out. So I have some work to do, and this will, I think, put me, I think I was one or two check-ins away from level 44. So I will, this will definitely help, because I really, I can't, probably did it on the podcast, probably not too long ago. Oh, yeah, the most, well, let me see. Been a while since I've had a bottle, but I'm sure there'll be some, maybe in our near future, some more bottles. I guess only time will tell, but for now, level 43 will have to do. And speaking of levels, nope, that's a bad segue, but um, (laughs) while I got you for a minute, Harrison, um, I got a question for you. Okay, let's do it. It's a preferential question. Some might even say really, really far-fetched, but I want to know what type of world you would rather live in. Like, would you rather every time you drank a bottled beer you suddenly have a ponytail (laughs) or you don't have to live in that world. You can come to a different world where every time you drink a canned beer, you are now manicured and in a fully grown mullet canned beers, mullet bottled beers, ponytail. Wow. Uh, Where, where are you, where are you, where are you buying property? This is a great, this is a okay question. Um, <laughs> well, a couple of things jump out right away and I always like to put on my, as I've said before, my, my detective cap, my journalist monocle, whatever, and try to see in between the lines of these questions right off the bat. Ponytail is a temporary thing. Take it in, take it out. Okay. But okay. having it suddenly show up would probably be startling in a bar to me. To any nearby horses, maybe, maybe not. They don't care what I'm doing. Um, so, but it's a temporary thing. Whereas the mullet, the mullet's a commitment. The mullet is you either have this and you're waiting to grow it out, or you're waiting to to chop the party in the back off and you know give up on your dreams and put on a coat and tie and go to work. And I don't, I don't want that. You're either living in mullet land or you're jumping back in party land or jumping forward and in, in uh, square land. And I don't. 
you know, that's a that's a commitment. The mullet is a statement. The mullet you can't escape by taking a hair tie down like you would a ponytail. But as we just realized from my untapped check-ins, I love beer in a can. And I do. Um, so do I love it enough to, to live the Joe Dirt life every day and continue it? And I think... I think I do. Even though I have longer hair, I can't. The ponytail, I just, to each their own. But for me, I just can't have a hard time jumping on the ponytail terrain anyway. So I think I'm going to commit to the mullet lifestyle, drink canned beer, and I'll just be that guy drinking, you know, other half on my porch with a mullet and a Leonard Skinner sleeveless on and some blue bockers, just owning it, just rocking out and letting the whole neighborhood know this is my town and you got to pay a toll when you cross in front of my house and just kind of lay the law down just own the mullet and so the mullet doesn't own me that's that's an honest answer and <laughs> I, I for about halfway in i just started dreaming about seeing you in a mullet and then flip into a ponytail <sighs> how many Ooh. um maybe maybe we we pitch this for like end of summer, but if we set like a YouTube subscriber goal Ooh. or uh, like a, I don't know, iTunes podcast review goal or something like yes. how many would it take to get Harrison to do an episode in a ponytail? I mean, we could do that right now, but yeah. I'll let you yeah. think on it. Maybe we'll talk about okay. it in an episode or two, yeah. see if yeah. we can throw down a gauntlet. Or if you guys have an idea in the comments, drop it down there. What should we hit? What number should we hit? How should we track it? Ponytail's easy. I want to know. So give me that number. But then let's get the stretch goal equals mullet. Mullet will be a blast. And going into the fall with a mullet is a whole other kind of power move. That's a that's a spring into summer haircut. Football season starting. Well, I guess you're right. Maybe yep. I'm wrong. All right. You're a Phillies fan. I think uh, uh, I think a mullet is probably yeah. a natural form. So you're right. I get a Jason Kelsey jersey and rock a mullet and. <laughs> Uh, a lot of Ray Bans. There's a life there. There's a that's a that's a that's something that uh, I don't know. Someone may get at least a laugh out of. Speaking of fun things, John, yeah, yeah you're going to take us to a super fun place right now on the other side of this crazy old globe we all bounce around on and shed some light on a spot that I actually enjoyed reading about while uh, getting ready for today's show from. Good old Perry, a place that mm-hmm. knows plenty about bottles, forever filled with nice wine, and now obviously getting into the beer scene. So what do you know? What's happening uh, in the Verify Venue of the Week? What's uh, going on, John? Oui, oui, je t'aime la Paris, <laughs> happy corner du France. There we go. Uh, Perfect. It's been a while. Beautiful but- Spanish. but there's a untapped verified venue and beer bar amazing like magnet if that could be a word uh, called hoppy corner in paris france which is i'm told a pretty cool city yeah and they're verified which is why we're featuring them well it's part of the reason we're featuring them because you can look and see what they're serving at this beer bar in Paris, France, but also featuring it because on the day this episode releases is Bastille Day. 
which celebrates yes. perhaps the most American thing a French mob has ever done. <laughs> they stormed the prison, stole weapons, formed yep. a mob, overthrow the king, uh, which eventually led to the French Revolution, if you're not familiar, and stories about Jean Valjean. And mm. many, many, Singing. many years later, 24601 helped us create the Hoppy Corner Beer Bar and Restaurant. And this place would be my number one destination when I'm in France. I haven't been since mm. a high school trip when we were just learning French. So I don't think they existed <laughs> at the time because that was a million years ago. But I remember speaking with Remy and his team at the Hoppy Corner when they were just getting set up as a verified venue in Paris and talking to him about Untapped. And they yeah. were building this amazing beer bar. And they were just, you could tell talking to them, they're really passionate about giving people really good beer. Yeah. In Paris, the city of love, the city of wine, you probably don't immediately jump to craft beer, but you definitely should. These guys have a tap list that's like a best of compilation. Mm. You, like Goose Tilquin, Black Project Ooh. from Colorado, The huh. Colonel, who we talked about, yeah. uh, Oscar Blues. There's been over 25,000 beers that have been checked in, probably more by the time you're listening <clears throat> to this. It's If I could write a commercial for them, Hoppy Corner is the Eiffel Tower of craft beer for the country of France. Um, and if you're ever able to visit Paris, yeah, visit the Eiffel Tower, maybe take a photo, but stop into the Hoppy Corner, check into a beer there. And speaking of travel, Harrison, here's a follow-up question, not yes. related to ponytails or hairstyles, but if, <clears throat> if you had the opportunity to visit any country in the world right now, let's say teleportation is invented and you're able to go have a pint before our next episode, what country are you going to? Well, you kind of sold me on france and just jumping right to paris but um but if i gather myself for a moment and look deep within i know the real answer is is england london send me there give me a pint of bitter within walking distance of denmark street which is really famous for its place in musical history its home down studios which is where a lot of famous records were recorded and an amazing guitar and music shop so if i could have a pint or two go over there just kind of soak in the history and then try and bottle that up and keep it forever that would uh that'd be what i'd try and do if teleportation was real speaking of bottles and beer and things we like john what was the best beer you had last week easy this one is actually easy right. for me uh Last week or, or recently, now that time doesn't matter, <laughs> um, I was able to go to kind of a real life bottle share with some real ah. people and friends. I got I got I got responsibly <laughs> comfortable. Yep. And the beer I remember most is a spot on peanut butter Ooh. and jelly sandwich. It's called Brown Bag Lunches from Weathered Souls, nice. the guys that helped us get uh, yes. this beautiful Amazing. beer going on. Um, and this was the second beer I've ever had from them. And it was a mate, like a, literally peanut butter and jelly in a beer form. The best I've ever tasted. There's some good ones out there, but this one knocked me. Well, anything knocked me out of my chair at that <laughs> point, but I remember it. It was great. Uh, what about you, Harrison Lagers? Uh, no, not this week. Although, I mean, that, yes, there, there were a few, there always are, but I know everyone's going to moan and groan out there listening 
Flying machine once again. The old broken record <laughs> starts crackling and popping over here. But I had a beer from them that I I I had to write. About, I had to talk about today. It's called Leave Only Howls. It was an oat milk IPA. So obviously dropping lactose in beers and IPA is a big deal, which is milk sugar. They made their own oat milk, so like you know vegetarian or whatever grain milk, whatever you want to call it. And then added that as you would lactose. It was Ooh. amazing. It was so good. It also featured Galaxy Hops, which is one of my favorite hops. So it was, and I, I like oat milk. I said it. There you go. That's my alternative milk of choice. Love it. Now you now you know that. Um, not that that matters. So <laughs> I was kind of already hooked. Um, and then dr- trying it, I really couldn't believe because y- you all know lactose and I eh, were. Like, you know, whatever the Romeo and not uh, the Romeo car, and Mercutio, the, the, the Mercutio and the Capulets. That's there we yeah. go. Oh, the brain, it hurts. But um, <laughs> uh, you didn't think you were going to get Shakespeare tonight. Uh, reasonably so. Always wrong. Um, anyway, not best fellows, but oat milk, uh, you know, we're on the same team. So this was great. It was executed well. It's wild. They also made their own oat milk, not like went out and through a hundred cartons of oat milk. Nope. Just made the oat milk, put it right in the beer. And actually I watched it. So it's called leave only howls. There's a cool wolf drawn on it while watching the movie werewolves mm. within, which if you haven't seen it yet, or you know about the game or what originally was like a, an actual game with people. Now it's like a Ubisoft video game, made a movie out of it kind of like clue it's a whodunit who's the werewolf in the town it was a blast so werewolf movie werewolf beer no lactose in sight and still got my haze fix on so had to bring it up i know fly machine isn't everywhere but if you guys have a chance of grabbing it and you see leave only howls don't hesitate um it really uh, it was it was fantastic all right another episode locked in the books another vacation in a bottle enjoyed by the both of us and now i hope you're not all imagining me with a ponytail or a mullet but maybe we won't imagine <laughs> for too long maybe it'll happen i think it's a strong look um certainly entertaining thought experiment love to hear your thoughts too in the comments are you pon- team ponytail are you team mullet give us your whys i'm sure it'll be more thought out than mine and please make sure to follow us on twitter instagram wherever you follow podcasts and things you like John, what's happening next week? What's uh, in a word or a phrase? What would you what would you say to someone about ne- next week's episode? I, w- I would say burr. There it is. <laughs> there must be some buffalo in the atmosphere. Huh. We're going to get cold next week. Mm. But not specifically buffalo. It's just the first thing that comes to mind when I say sure. cold. If you follow <laughs> Untapped on social media and you saw the new badge drops, you probably already know where we're going next week. So grab your ice picks and get ready to hear Harrison tell us some hopefully fun stories maybe not maybe Maybe. we'll see we'll see what happens getting cold next week getting cold getting cold cold. get cold with us and until then cheers cheers a little bit left in there i saved some for a little yeah good a little bit good job there